Brinkship. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. Uh, we are so glad you are with us today. Thank you. Um, and there are a lot of important things going on, which, of course, means we're going to start off with something that really isn't important, but it entertains us. It yeah, entertains we always throw us. out the, the amuse-bouche to get things started here. Yeah. Uh, there's a story that's moving today that uh, Rudy Giuliani's son, Andrew, wants to be the governor of New York. He's ready to run for the governorship of New York against the evil Italian, uh, Mario Cuomo, if uh, Mario Cuomo continues to try to gain a fourth term or or whatever. And uh, Andrew Giuliani, it, you, you couldn't make this up that at this point when his old man <laughs> is about to be Probably indicted, probably convicted, probably sent to jail. That he would think that his name, because remember, he had to make the calculation. Uh, my name is Giuliani right now. In the state right. of New York, where, right. where does that put me in, in the hearts and minds of enough New Yorkers to elect me governor? Oh, front right and center, baby. Front and right center. Here in two thousand two, stop me! Yeah, here, yeah. Here in two thousand two, you're in the catbird seat, son. Right, right, right. Now, if you recall, uh, Andrew Giuliani first got famous when he was seven years old because I do. I think it, one of uh, Giuliani's uh, inauguration speeches yeah. to be the mayor, he was making all kinds of faces. He was, he was, and he was, he was, he was all over the camera. If you, uh, those who remember very well, remember Chris Farley playing him on Saturday night live, okay. spoofing that whole situation. Chris there Farley's you. been dead for what? 24 years. Now, so that's how right. long ago this was. And I'm, I'm sure that the Chris Farley imitation of Giuliani was much more entertaining than the actual moment itself. I'm sure it, it was probably it was he was trying to jump in his arms and he was just right. screwing around and all that stuff. Chris Farley, one of the greats. All right, so uh, fast forward. He's not seven anymore. He's uh, in college and he goes to Duke. Okay? Yeah, as all he the assholes do, as all the huge assholes in America do. So uh, because the uh, Brad and Britcast never comes unprepared. Uh, we do our diligent research. Our diligent research for this story involved Googling the words uh, Giuliani and Duke University. Mm -hmm. right? And you get the account from a nonpartisan journalistic outlet, Golf Digest. Okay, does Golf Digest have a liberal or conservative? Of there's, course not. There's no political lean to that, that uh, publication, right. I don't think. Right, right. I, I, I got to read this one because the guy is just remember, this is written in 2008. Yeah. Early that year, Rudy Giuliani's son was kicked off the Duke University golf team. The coach portrayed the kid as a hot headed bully. Andrew Giuliani fired back with a lawsuit here. A skeptic might have thought, oh, great. Another sniveling silver spoon brat. Uh, that might be true. It also might be too easy. There's the question asked by a friend to me, a Duke graduate. It goes, sniveling silver spoon? And exactly how does that make him different from every other Duke student? <laughs> I'm Stephen Miller. Have we met? Right, right, 
One thinks of these dookies painted blue at Coach K Worship Services. Uh, hearing Andrew Giuliani's name, even the angels of tolerance among us would click on the YouTube video, and uh, he describes what we were talking about with him making the faces at that. Uh, so uh, advance forward here in the story, and uh, the argument that Duke University made when he got dropped from the golf team was, well, he sucked. He wasn't right. even on the, 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 the first tier of, of right. players. He was on the set. So Giuliani says he was unfairly dismissed, and his suit argued, and if this doesn't sound like Rudy Giuliani or Donald Trump trying to, to sue his way out of something or sue his way into a settlement, here you go. He said that enrolling at Duke, listen closely, enrolling at Duke constituted a contract in which his payment of $200,000 in tuition and fees across the four years. In other words, uh, he paid retail. His old man paid retail to go to Duke. And you can look this up anywhere. Almost every one of these elite universities, you're an idiot if you're paying retail, okay? There's all kinds of... But, okay, well, for, for the sake of the argument, we'll put that aside. They paid the full boat. That's, you know, 50000 a year, um, you know, 20 years ago or so. That's about which, right. Which entitles them to certain privileges, right? Yes, it does. According <laughs> to the lawsuit, <laughs> it, according to the lawsuit, it bought him lifetime access to the golf facilities of Duke oh, University. That's nice. The suit was asking for that access, compensatory damages, exemplary damages, legal fees, and a ruling that student athletes enjoy contractual rights. Duke said, what the fuck are you talking about? No contract ever existed. The golf opportunities at Duke are a privilege, not a right, because he didn't get a scholarship. I would say if you got a scholarship and they were kind of paying your way to go there because you yeah. were such a great athlete, you might have something, right? You have something to say. But even then, um, that's going to be conditional based on you, I don't know, not sucking. <laughs> If you start sucking, then no scholarship. That's kind of how that works, right? Right, right. So yep, on and on it goes. I'll stop right there. There are, there are other aspects to it. But just, just stop right there. So, And I know we're into this thing about um, uh, cancel culture and going back in people's lives and, oh, you did a tweet when you were 17 and blah, 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 blah. And that's not fair. Everyone deserves forgiveness. And, and okay. An errant tweet when you're 17, even a racist, vile tweet at 17, 20 years later, should not derail your life. But your this. behavior like this, I yeah. think, should derail your life, if not stopping you from ever getting a job, at least making it obvious that you're unfit to be the governor of the state of New York or the governor of Anything. You shouldn't even be the, the, the governor on my, my uh, water meter, okay? That's how bad you are. I don't trust you. The, uh, uh, there, was a, a, a big, there was a big country hit for Barbara Mandrell in the 80s called I Was Country When Country Wasn't Cool. This is I Was Karen When Karen Wasn't Cool. Right. Apparently, the Giuliani family had it down before it became a thing. <laughs> and that's what Andrew Giuliani was doing here. But he wants to be your governor, and apparently... I don't know. Somebody's done the calculus that Cuomo has blown it so much that this guy, I don't, I don't know. 
I don't, I don't think no. he's got well, a shot. For God's well, sakes, he, hopefully the Republican Party has somebody else who can do the job. Well, but you know, and, and people like this, I'm sure, are told that in a crowded field, you have a chance to get the nomination because people recognize your name, they'll vote for you. If people are that stupid, yeah, yeah. and I guess sometimes that is that is true. You know, uh, people have changed their last name to to Lincoln or Kennedy sometimes to win. Right, you've heard of that, sure. Um, but I, again, I'm just not sure that right now. <laughs> Not even having to change your name to, but having it for real, the name Giuliani is a a a, a ticket to Albany, yeah. right? Albany's the, the the capital of New York. All right, that that's all. I I just wanted to have. I enjoy that. I I think it's so wonderful that that nobody has even a scintilla of of self examination enough to go. This is not what I should be doing right now. This right. is not what I should be doing. Uh, maybe I should be quietly supporting my father and helping him get through this very difficult time. Any Anything but going out into public and uh, uh, going through what you would have to go through just as a normal candidate to run for governor of New York. Just imagine <laughs> this kind of baggage dragging behind you. So not the brightest boy, not the brightest boy. And uh, another, and Britt, I think we do keep a list of uh, Duke graduates for whom a lot of questions. There's a lot of just questions. A, and, and he, a lot of questions. You know, I, I see these TV shows a lot of times. I was watching this show on Showtime with, called Billions with Paul Giamatti. It's really good if you've never seen it. And Paul Giamatti has a lot of political aspirations, and he hires uh, – well, he doesn't hire, but he has this conciliary named by, it's played by David Strathern, who was the owner in A League of Their Own. He played Ed Murrow in the movies as well. And and they these are guys that are hired, and they tell you the truth. They tell you, boy, this is going to be hard. And they go, this is what's happening in your back. And they, you know, they basically try to shoot you down and tell you not to run for the office. Apparently, this is a completely fictitious kind of character in real life. There's nobody that will do this to this guy. That'll go. This is why you won't win. You'll never overcome your name. You were a whiny ass college student, and you're not qualified for the job. So there's really no chance for you to build any kind of infrastructure that would allow you to be a successful candidate. Apparently that that doesn't exist IRL. Well, I I think what you've done here is you have built the foundation by which we can talk about a few other things right now as it relates to uh, how this uh, political party, formerly known as the Republican Party, is so infected with the uh, inability to step back and deal with truthful things that it it doesn't stop them from doing anything from the insane attempted fake ridiculous quote-unquote recount in arizona where on monday uh practically the entire republican party in maricopa county which is sitting back and being the subject of this recount by these people who came from mars right the, what are they called the cosmic cowboy fuck faces from no, Florida? the ninjas they're called the ninjas or something Whatever. <laughs> right you know they're all saying that's enough stop it we're done you got shit on the election you bring it to court this this election is kosher it has been counted it's legitimate every it's just stop it just 
stop it to, to right. quote our old friend Charles McCord. Stop it <laughs> now. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Just stop it. But it doesn't stop them. Right. And Andrew right. Giuliani is probably going to run for governor. He can't stop it. They can't stop it. And then that extends to and uh, I, I, I think I got a pretty good one up there uh, uh, on my my Facebook page. I just thought of this about 15 minutes ago. If the Republican minority leaders name in the House of Representatives was Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith, you would insult him by saying you're Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> you don't have to, do you? No, it's right there. It's on to. the nose it's right there. It's too on the nose. Right. If your name was Kevin Jones, Kevin Wilson, you ran the Republican Party in the House. You are such a demagogue. You're such a liar. You are so bad for America. You don't believe in democracy. You want to have an autocratic one party. You you won't. Co- You're Kevin McCarthy. Oh, you are Kevin McCarthy. Wait a minute. That's uh, oh. I'm not even insulting you. That's actually your 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 government name, as the kids say. <laughs> right. As, right. 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 As we started our our uh, shenanigans here today, this they had a uh, word out of North Carolina. There it is. The district attorney has looked over what uh, footage that he saw, which apparently is a lot more than anyone else has seen. And he said the actions of the officers in the shooting of Andrew Brown Jr. were justified, Brad. But uh, everything's fine. It's on the up and up. Nothing to see here. Everybody move along. Uh, the family, as you know, was allowed to see, I don't know, eight seconds more of footage. They'd reviewed it and let well, the family see a few more seconds of it just the other day. Well, so, there, it, there, there's more of it that's out there now. It's already been shown. Right. I've seen a, a minute or two of it now. Right. And uh, I don't see anything there. And again, you know, we can we can put aside the. And boy, I see a lot of letters to the editor, and they're they're you know they're. Hey, black people, you want to not get shot? Just cooperate with the police. That's Quit the running greatest. from the police. Okay, Just the greatest. Put, that o- put that over there. Put that over there. All right. From what I could tell from the the uh, video that's shown, and the resolution on it is really weird. It almost looks like they put it through this, you know, on your on your uh, your mobile phone. You can put video through filters and make it look. It looks weird. There, I think there are other versions from other uh, police uh, 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 cameras that uh, have not come out yet, but from the one that they've released. It sure doesn't look like any police officer was in mortal danger when the guy is driving away. Right. And, you know, they, they took a couple shots at him. Did they have to take a few shots at him? Because unless I'm wrong, unless I'm wrong, it is not a capital crime to flee the police. It's not a capital crime to flee the police. And even where we live, Britt, uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina, because of uh, a case that happened not too far from where I'm sitting right now. It was at an intersection where someone was fleeing the police, I think. I think they were fleeing the police. And they went 100 miles an hour through an intersection, and they killed uh, a, a couple of people, or they injured one and killed another. And the question came up, well, well why did this person have to be chased? And and. They had not committed a capital. They, they, they hadn't done anything that justified a police chase for miles and miles and miles to where the person ended up on a main street 
and then at a at an intersection, uh, you know, plowed right through and, and and killed someone. And I think that this that issue was brought up then that if someone is fleeing the police, what if you try to chase them down at the same speed they're going, you could have this kind of car accident. Or if you start shooting at them, innocent people could be shot. Or in, in this particular case, whatever this guy was being served a warrant for, it was a, it was dealing drugs, I think, right? Mm, something, um, yeah. What if they would have let him drive away? They could have caught him at a certain point. They always catch these people. They, you're not going to disappear into the ether. And, and that's what I don't understand in this case, that, that why did they have to why did they have to shoot him? What? I, 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 I don't get that. And he was unarmed, right? He didn't have any, he didn't have any shot, shot in the back, too. Right, right, yeah. in his head, back yeah. of his head. Yeah. Um, and when you hear this district attorney, nothing to see. They did it. You feel like, oh, my God, the Derek Chauvin conviction really was an outlier. We really are right back in less than a few weeks to just where we were before, which is cops can do anything and probably get away with it. And all they have to say is, I feared for my life. Well, this video doesn't appear to back up that proclamation by police officers that they had their lives uh, to fear by doing this. I don't I don't see that. At all, but but again, you know, this is going to be ultimately like those Facebook pages. Is it is it is it gold or is it green? Right, <laughs> half the people see <laughs> yeah, it gold, the half dress, the yeah, see it green, and, and but but I, I would imagine that uh, tonight in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, uh, you're not going to want to be there. That's all I can say. I mean, right. I. I I will be, and I I know that the family will will call for peace, and but this just seems unbelievable to me. Right, this seems unbelievable. Well, I, I assume there's going to be some review from the feds as to if Mr. Brown's uh, civil rights were violated. I'm assuming that the, he, there still could be charges coming based on that, uh, the Justice yeah. Department, oh, but, and all that. Right. I mean, this is coming off as. Uh, you know, Sheriff Buford T. Justice right. out there in the middle of nowhere in some small county in North Carolina that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> you think we're going to go after our own? Po- you got to be kidding. No way. No way. Well, but then again, you know, this, this sets up Joe Biden as the minister of woke to some people trying to come in, swoop in. And as he's trying to administer some sort of justice, as you and I see it, because this guy well, was Joe, shot in the back is, of his head. It's not. This is not Joe Biden's call. What you're doing, what you just did inadvertently. No, I didn't do it inadvertently. No, I didn't do it inadvertently. I know Joe, Joe Biden is not running the Department of Justice, but I know he also, the guy who does, works for him. I'm aware of all of that, and I know how this is going to be presented in the media. So that's how it's going to be presented by a lot of folks, is that the Minister of Wokeness is coming in and swooping in and trying to fix this thing. That's how it's going well, to by the, you, the, the Joe Rogan more- states of America. Right, but yet you need to be more specific on who will portray it that way, who will lie, who will distort, who will make it seem. I I believe those same those same Buford Buford Pusser Buford T Justice guys that you were just talking about are going to be the ones who portray it as such. 
I think they're going to be the ones that are upset that the federal government is going to swoop in here. And I'm using the term swoop and, you know, administer what looks to be uh, some justice to a guy who was shot in the back of the head. So, yeah, that that's what's setting up in, in the United States today is that, you know, again, it's the two Americas, right? That that That's what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, you, you forgot to mention that the uh, the king of Palm Beach, I'm sure, will will be just thrilled. Yeah, that the police officers uh, were not victimized here, because as you know, they were the victims in this case. As you know, right? right. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. I'm looking on looking on his I'm looking on his stupid blog, and there's not there's not much decent stuff on here. Somebody's not updating this the way they should. It's very unfortunate when somebody puts on his blog some shit. See, see, here's the problem with that, Britt. You have to write in complete sentences, sort of. Yeah. You have to write actual paragraphs. You have to. You, you can't just pretend it's a Twitter thing with, you know, one sentence or two sentences and move on and have anybody pay attention to it. it, it you just can't. Although I, I guess he, he does do that sometimes. Sir, this is from two days ago. He's trumpeting that thing about uh, President Trump has a stronghold of the GOP. 80% of the Republicans agree with the rule of Liz Cheney from GOP leadership. Only 20% disagree. The poll also showed 67% said they do not consider sleepy Joe Biden to be the legitimate winner of the 2020 presidential election. This is a great thing for Donald Trump from his uh, from his blog. I agree with them 100%. Just look at the facts in the data. There is no way he won the 2020 presidential election. No right. way, Brad. Right. So let's, let's keep that in mind as we realize that today, today, Tuesday, as we, we speak here, uh, Kevin Smith, we call him Kevin McCarthy, the, <laughs> the House uh, Republican leader, is saying, uh, oh, we don't need no stinking commission to look oh, yeah. at what happened on January 6th. There are all kinds of other committees and things of that sort. We don't need a, a, a committee of five Republicans, five Democrats to really dig down unless, unless you're going to include everything that's ever happened that – would be a white grievance. Okay, we have to go back to all other kinds of violence and mix it in with what happened on January 6th so that everybody knows, if I can paraphrase you-know-who, you know there are good people on both sides. And that's what he wants. And again, am I wrong about this? He has no power. He doesn't get to decide this. <laughs> He's not running the House of Representatives. Nancy Pelosi is running the House of Representatives, mm-hmm. right? So, well, but he he's has- also he, he's also bargaining. That all he's got to do is wait a year and a half, and he will be back in power. I think that's that's already baked in the cake for I him. I don't think so. It's that's not what he so thinks. Easy. It that's doesn't what he work that way. The, well, as you know, historically, the pre- as you know, historically, the president already loses seats in midterm elections. That's that's just it's only happened. It's only not happened. I think twice. So in the past 60 or 80 years. So it's, I mean, he, I think they're just trying to run out the clock a lot of the times. But the the idea that they would continue to minimize and downplay what happened on the January 6th is absolutely disgusting. And it's it's a, it's a no-sell 
And the Democrats have to fight that tooth and nail. They can't just do that. They can't just say that January, like all of And it's not, you know, let's be clear. It's not just assholes that are on at nine o'clock on Fox News that are saying this shit. It's actual elected officials in the United States representative who were under attack on January the 6th, who are forwarding this narrative that, ah, it was just, there, there, there's like three different narratives here. One is it was no big deal. And there were a bunch of tourists and they ate ham sandwiches. That's 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 like number one, right? That's 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 like narrative number one. Number two is okay. There was a problem, but you know it was that those Antifa and those BLM guys that stormed the crowd and they were trying to make us look bad. That's that that's like narrative number two, and I think narrative number three is somehow blaming the Capitol Police, right? I think those are, those are the three big narratives that they try to that they try to See, forward in this whole thing. You're not being fair. Do I have to pick just one? <laughs> no, you can. It's it's a Chinese menu. You can have a little from here, a little from here, and a little from here. But those are the three big ones that they always put forward. And the one that they've been stuck on for the past couple of weeks is, ah, it wasn't a big deal. Those pussies like AOC, they've overblown this whole thing. Everybody is fine. Even though I saw one of the representatives, one of the Republicans, who was like, ah, it was just like another day of tourists. She was furiously barricading her door fighting for her life on January the 6th because they were coming in to kill her and kill anybody they could. So, yeah, I, this is one thing where I think the Democrats should not give up any ground at all. There's, there's no, well, you can't, there's no bipartisanship to. on this. There's not. Right, no, they, 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 they don't have to. And this uh, pretending, not only that uh, whatever happened back then to uh, some people in a building in some city uh, in between uh, Raleigh and and Boston on a day, right? Uh, to try to minimize it into to uh, nothing, you know, just another day in in January. I don't think it's going to work, and and there are a couple reasons why I don't think it's, it's going to work, and it's for the same reason that uh, Derek Chauvin was convicted, and it's the same reason that uh, Mr. Brown in Elizabeth City. Uh, this will not be the final word coming from the prosecutor. It's because there is visual evidence. There's visual evidence that we can all see, and that changes everything. You cannot, you cannot refute what happened on January 6th. We all saw it. The world saw it. You cannot deny what it was. And you cannot deny the fact that we already have people who are pleading guilty, who are about to be surely convicted for all kinds of crimes associated with what happened on that day. They're lucky that uh, they live in a country that uh, gives them some kind of protection from being taken out and shot as traitors, because in other places that might have happened. Right. But it didn't. No. And I'm glad of that, but they're they're luckier than they know. And uh, uh, no one's going to drop it that uh, is not a Republican in this country. No one is going to drop it. And I think it's a it's a losing hand. And if uh, Kevin Smith now we're going to call him Kevin McCarthy, if he thinks and, and Britt, just remember a few years ago, how many dumb things he was doing he got yeah. caught doing all kinds of really dumb shit stupid shit yeah stupid shit in public where he had to apologize and, and and there was some question whether 
they would even keep him as the leader because he was really doing dumb things. And uh, this isn't too clever by half. Uh, this is 10 times dumber than that to think that you can uh, play four corners offense here for, for 18 months to get to uh, 2022 and uh, automatically gain control of the House of Representatives. Uh, the country cannot wait for that. The economy cannot wait for that. The world cannot wait for that. Uh, Israel and the Palestinians can't wait for you 18 months, Kevin. No, no one can wait. The virus will not go on hold for another 18 months. And you cannot play these games. Lindsey Graham did it yesterday again. I'm done with, with Trump. Uh, 2020 is behind me. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm moving on. Did you see him say that? No, yeah. you can't say that because the very being, everything that we've talked about up until now on this Brad and Brit case, everything uh, relates back at some level to Trump fucking up the country and lying yeah. about the election subsequently, including right. the way police uh, are, are are being treated right now with with uh, uh, kid gloves up there in Elizabeth City, right? And, 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 and everything's political, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, all all these things relate back to that. And they're all because you, Lindsey Graham, helped feed the big lie. And you cannot come out periodically and say, like he said after January sixth, for about five minutes, I'm done. I'm, I'm not supporting this anymore. And the next thing you know, he's on a plane to West Palm Beach. Right. You can't do that. We're, we are not fooled by that. And I'll tell you who isn't fooled by that, because it doesn't matter what poll you can pull out. doesn't matter what poll Trump thinks he can put up there. They're losing big with the independents, the people who mm-hmm. really do move elections. OK, they really, really are. Uh, they're not buying it in, in, in any kind of numbers. And any independent person looking at what's going on would see that. Uh, Trumpism and trying to discredit Joe Biden and uh, say that he's not really the president. That's all they're doing. You have to pledge that that is what you're all about. If you're a Republican office holder and a future Republican candidate, I guess that'd be the first question you have to ask Andrew Giuliani. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Um, When the investigation of your father started under former President Trump's Justice Department, because it started two years ago, we've learned, right? They were right. they saw trouble. And when I say they, I'm saying the Donald Trump Justice Department, if you <laughs> want to call it that, or the, the Bill Barr or who, Rod Rose, whoever was the attorney, Jeff Session, whoever the fuck it was that was in the tank for Trump on everything, saw enough problems associated with what Rudy Giuliani was doing to initiate an investigation into him. All right, so Andrew, um, is Donald Trump the former president? Is he the president in waiting, or is he still the president? Which is it? Was the election conducted fairly in 2020 in the state of New York, where uh, Joe Biden won a big victory? Or does there need to be a recount there, too? Did Trump actually win New York State? And, and they cheated huh? because he's so well loved uh, right. in, in New York City in particular. Yeah, I know he won a, 
a, a couple fucking redneck horseshit counties out in in, 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 in northern New York near Buffalo Upstate. and shit like yeah. that. Oh, the, you know, that may as well be Alabama too, right? <laughs> you know, there's there's parts of New York there are parts of New York that are like the middle of Pennsylvania, right? Mm, that's true. Uh, uh, which is, you know, Alabama in the middle and Philadelphia and Pittsburgh on the sides. And New right. York is like that too, but yep. the numbers aren't enough to make it a competitive state because you know New York City is is except for Staten Island. What the fuck is with Staten Island? Okay, that's a <laughs> that's a that's a right wing shithole too. <laughs> it is. It just is. Uh, right? Pete David, that's Pete Davidson country, ain't it? Ain't that, uh, right. that when, where he grew up? Right. No, whenever whenever Fox wanted to do. You know, a few months ago, whenever they wanted to find the uh, bar or restaurant owner who was being yeah. harassed and run out of business by the rules from Andrew Cuomo and Bill de Blasio, they would go to Staten <laughs> Island. <laughs> reminds, okay. You know what it reminds me when they go to Staten Island, uh, when they, they, they'll have those remotes sometimes on Fox, if friends are on Fox, when they go to Geno's in Philadelphia, the cheesesteak place, and that guy's just a right-wing lunatic and speak English or get the fuck out of it. That's what it reminds me of when they go to Staten Island and they talk to those guys. It's just a bunch of that shit, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, the the, uh, the the playbook is there. You just have to flip the page and find which which uh, which stereotype you want to use, and, and and it'll be available for you. Um, do you think any uh, of this stuff? Do you, do you think any of this stuff that's going on in Israel now? Or do you think that's starting to reflect badly on Biden because they, you know, he's trying to get the ceasefire going, some talks and stuff, and. I don't know how much of this can actually be assigned to him, but I think the narrative in certain corners is going to be, you know, everything was fun when Trump was president, but now that Biden's oh, yeah, there, these great. guys are. Oh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> the previous couple thousand years are pretty peaceful, and all of a sudden Biden shows up and it goes all to shit. You know, I don't. I, do, well, again, do you think you're, a, you're right. Again, you're you're saying what. You know, if you tune into Fox, that's what they will say. That's what they're, they're going to say. Jared, Jared Kushner brought peace to the area, and Biden comes in, and all hell breaks. I, I know that they're going to say. That. Well, do you, but do you think there's any? Do you think there's true. any traction with that at all? I mean, do you think they'll get any traction with that, or do you think there's even going to be some well, independents uh, are going to well, start getting a little nervous after a while? Well, well, no, number one, number one, I can assure you, and and we're what uh, more three and a half years out from. Uh, Joe Biden may be running for re-election. We're a year and a half out from the next election. But one thing I can tell you for sure, uh, people in the United States of America do not vote based on what happens between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Jeez. Never happened. It never will. And yes, it's important. Yes, it's a big deal. Yes, it's frightening. Yes, it could spread into something. I, I, Of course, that's all true. But you know what? That's not what we vote on in this country. It's still it's still the economy, stupid. It's still the virus, stupid. It's still the vaccine, stupid. And it's still do I have a job, stupid. And uh, nothing will will supersede that, even though, of course, there will be attempts to do that. But you can think whatever you want of what Joe Biden has been as a politician for 45 years in public, whatever kind of candidate you thought he was. But there can be no doubt that as president, he is modeling himself in the way he approaches the mechanics of the presidency more like Ronald Reagan than I've ever seen anybody in terms of staying on message, 
not making smart ass remarks about every little. Just think about all the the uh, the the tweets out of his ass that Joe Biden has never sent. He hasn't sent one, <laughs> not a one. He has never made a comment on Twitter about anything since he has been president, unless it was, uh, uh, you know. Uh, you know, happy birthday, America, on the 4th of July. He'll probably send out that kind of stuff. But uh, uh, think of the difference between the way Biden gets his message out, which is very often just standing in that same room in the White House, uh, reading off a teleprompter and, and saying things. Those are what we call audio tweets, okay? They're audio tweets. Audio They're tweets. Him. That's funny. Right, right. He's saying what he wants to, but he's reading off his own personal Twitter account. It's a dummy account, but he writes it like Twitter so that uh, you, you think it's a tweet. And uh, it's so much more easily digested for most of us than to have some fool's Twitter thing blasting off at us you know, 25 times a day. That's the difference. And that's much more Ronald Reagan-like than it is, uh, uh, than you would imagine, right? Reagan didn't try to dominate every minute of your life. He just, you know, he was just affable Ronald Reagan. And and I'm not talking about whether I agree with Reagan's policies. I'm not talking about that, but I'm just talking about. But you know what you're you're setting yourself up with, with this Reagan comparison. Some smart ass is going to jump in with an Alzheimer's joke. You realize that's what you're doing. Some some idiot is going to jump in with that when you you start making a Reagan comparison. No, that was you. No, no, that was you. That wasn't anybody. (laughs) Nobody was thinking that. Because I no. hate Joe Biden, and I absolutely made a, made a point of voting no, for Donald but you, Trump in you 2020. You, 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 are, you are ascribing what you just said to a mythical, non-existent person who would say that, who might say that. But I accept it. I, I you, accept it. Have you? Uh, now, we haven't talked about this, but you've seen maybe this story. There's a new book that's coming out that talks about how the, the Trumps use the Secret Service as their own, I don't know, whorehouse. Uh, this is going to be Carol Leonig. Uh, or Leonig, the Washington Post reporter, brand Lenig. new uh, Linig. Thank you, Linig. Yes, she has uh, got a brand new book that's coming out. She won a Pulitzer Prize in 2015, among other things. She says that uh, some members of the family started banging the Secret Service and started using them as their own personal brothel, including Tiffany, who apparently just was doing it so her she could get away from her dad trying to hit on her, uh, and the guy that she was apparently having sex with. Uh, that he was not in violation because he wasn't directly protecting her. And also Vanessa Trump, perhaps as her marriage was falling apart, she also decided to uh, fish from the, the, the company pond, as the kids say. <laughs> Any thoughts on Carol Linick's book and about the, the, uh, the Secret Service being used inappropriately by the Trump family? That's, it's fun. It's enjoyable. I mean, add this to the list. Add this just to the list of of self-entitled, indulgent, the rules don't apply. Why don't you just think for one second about what you're doing before you do it, the way that the Trumps operate. That's just, that's the way they are. And um, I wish this was the worst thing that happened during the Trump years. Uh, This should be the worst thing. Oh, um uh uh trump's daughter-in-law 
was uh, getting it on with a Secret Service agent. Big, and, then, know, and then big his actual deal. daughter. He had one of each. He had a daughter-in-law and a daughter. Yeah. In the new yeah. book, uh, Lenig writes that Secret Service agents reported Vanessa Trump, the wife of the president's oldest son, Donald Trump Jr., started dating. I'm going to put the term dating in quotations in my I mind. I love that. Yeah. One of the agents who had been assigned to her family, uh, Lenig also writes that Tiffany Trump, Donald Trump's daughter with his second wife, Marla Maples, broke up with a boyfriend and began spending an unusual amount of time alone with a Secret Service agent on her detail. Now, I'll, I'll make the point. Wait, that wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, she's yeah. married. She got married. What happened here? What, Tiffany? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this is, maybe this is before that. Tiffany's married like some, uh, some rich, you well, know. I, I don't know. I, some... some I certainly hope this happened before all of that because now I just can't imagine that. Now I'm hurt. I can't. I can't imagine that a Trump would actually fuck around with their vows. I don't think that would be uh, something. That would, it, Lennox's book, it should be noted, is not about. I mean, this salacious stuff has gotten out to try to sell the book, and I'm not hating on that either because I'll probably end up getting it from Audible, listening to it. But it's about the Secret Service going back, I think, all the way to the Kennedy administration and just some of the problems that they've had over the past, you know, six decades or whatever. But this is the stuff, obviously, that's out there because you know the Trumps are horrible people and they they pretty much fucked over America and any institution that they could drag through the mud, they were going to do, and they've done that with apparently the Secret Service as well, right? There's nothing that's left untouched really from the last is. four years. There really isn't. There, like, there really if there isn't. was, if there was a chaplain at the White House and Donald Trump went in there, pulled his pants down and dick whipped the guy, and you got that story, would you be like, "No, nah, that never happened"? I, that, there's, I just don't believe that would have happened. You know, uh, I, I just saw this yesterday, and I didn't realize that uh, this was uh, the fact. That guy who had been the White House doctor, Ronnie Jackson, yeah. he was a holdover. He was a holdover from the Obama years. Trump keeps him on. And next thing you know, he is, you know, he, he's just losing his mind. He's 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 drinking and uh, all kinds of uh, illicit drugs and all, all kinds of shit going on with Dr. Ronnie Jackson. And he gave that crazy press conference and wrote that letter that said, you know, Donald Trump's going to live to be 300 and healthiest uh, guy we've ever had as president guy Healthy. we've ever had in the white 220 house. pounds felt right. 220 pounder. So finally they, they, they get rid of him. And the next thing you know, Trump tries to uh, uh, get him the gig as the head of the VA, which is a way bigger, more important job than just being the white house doctor. And uh, that lasted about a minute that, that career that career, I'm going to steal a, a joke here. His career as head of the VA was um, uh, shorter than Jack Ruby's television career. I uh, you like that? Yes. One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. For you younger people, look up Jack Ruby. Yes. Um, uh, but so, so he, he's done. He says, "All right, I'm going to go to Texas and I'm going to run for Congress." Yeah, and uh, they they picked out a nice district for him to run, I guess. And apparently, he got like seventy or eighty percent of the vote. Of course, there. he did. He's a complete, you know, he's a complete sleaze. Of he's course, the worst he of the worst. He's a Trump suck up, and in in that whatever district that that is in Texas, he had an overwhelming victory. These are the people. These are the ones that are continuing to rise up through the ranks and are populating 
uh, much of our government. They're there. They're like little. They're like little sleeper cells, aren't they? Yeah. That's what that guy is. There's a picture of Ronnie Jackson, Representative Jackson, to you, pal. Yeah. As he introduced, uh, this is from a few weeks ago, he introduced a bill to protect military bases from espionage. Thank God somebody's doing that. Thank God there's somebody out there doing the important work for America that we never <laughs> thought that was needed. Thank you, Ronnie Jackson. All right. Uh, I, got, uh, I, got, I got one more here. All uh, right. Since we're, we're, we're doing uh, the, the, the easy shit today. And- you started us with a morsel to start. You'll, start, you'll finish right. us off with a morsel here. Right, right, right. Here it is. And, and this is getting close to what I said yesterday. It's, it's starting to get warmer, but we're not hot yet playing the is it warm? warm right? Laura Ingram calls it disgusting to force children to get vaccinated against COVID. It's both anti-science and abusive to force children to wear masks at playgrounds, summer camps, on planes, and any time. Yet that is still what the CDC is recommending, if you can believe it. It's totally illogical. She kicked it up a notch after insinuating that mask rules are a plot by Democrats and their allies to, quote, force parents into getting their children vaccinated, even if they're uncomfortable with that. Here's a little advice for the left. Injecting children with an experimental vaccine for a disease they rarely get sick from and don't efficiently spread is a non-starter for most parents. It's going to cost you votes and possibly help you lose your control of Congress and the presidency. Frankly, it is disgusting. Now, I consider that, okay, we're starting to get a little bit warmer and and we're going to be closing in here on... Uh, uh, forcing people to to uh, 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 show that they're vaccinated or making your kids get vaccinated. That's the equivalent of Holocaust techniques from the Nazis, uh, mm-hmm. making Jews wear stars and forcing them into uh, labor camps, which weren't labor camps. They were, were going to kill you camps. I think she's starting down that road. And I just have one response to, uh, how how horrible it is to force your kid to get a vaccine. I guess when babies get vaccinated, because the first few months you have your baby, you bring them back in and you get the basic vaccinations early on. And then uh, a, a few years later, as they're getting ready to go to school, they might get some more. I guess those are just as just as horrible as this vaccine, right? They're just as horrible. And she's still calling it an experimental vaccine. Okay, Laura, the Pfizer vaccine isn't experimental anymore. It's been officially approved, and it's been approved for, for kids down to 12, and it's about to be approved for kids under 12. It's going to be approved for kids down to two very, very soon. And, uh, again, that always brings up the question, you're lying about your own vaccination status by not telling us what it is. She right. hasn't said whether she's been vaccinated, has she? Right. She hasn't. No. And, 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 and uh, you're not allowed kid. to. You're not allowed she's, to at Fox. 
Well, yes, you are. The people You're on the morning show, they There's keep pounding the table um, saying, go get they don't vaccinated. Count. They don't count. After 8 o'clock is the only thing that counts on Fox. That's oh, okay. it. The, the, those people are not allowed to say whether they were vaccinated. No, Brit, They've signed. No, Brit, mo- morning drive is the most important time for TV. <laughs> Mor- morning drive is where it's at. You know that. You know that. There's, there's you know probably that. been a threatening between Tucker and, and Hannity and, and her. And they don't even have to be told. But you, it's like it's Omerta, right? That's what it is. Nobody says a word. Nobody talks. You too, McCallum. You don't say one word about whether you've gotten that vaccine or not. Ever, ever, ever. Even if you're confronted with a direct question, you obfuscate. Brad and Brit.com.